Church of the Warm Heart. My name is Jen Hunkovic. I am the assistant pastor of our church. Pastor Mike and family are on vacation this week, so I will be leading us in our worship and will also be sharing the message. For a moment, can we just turn around and wave and say hi to Pastor Mike and family? Enjoy your vacation, Pastor Mike. Also, I'd like to welcome and recognize those that are worshiping with us online. Thank you for joining us today. I pray that you will find a blessing in our service. If this is the first time that you have worshiped with us, I won't call you out. But I would like to offer a gift for you today. We have gift bags, and if you would like to receive one of our gift welcome bags, Lisa has them, and we will make sure that you get those today. Also, we would like to register attendance just so that we have a record that you're here. We have attendance pads on each aisle. Please take the time to register your attendance. Now, today, I'm sure we do have some, some announcements, and Brandy is helping us lead worship today, so please, Brandy, share what announcements we have. Well, it's great to see everybody's smiling faces. Hopefully, you have plans to stay um, cool this afternoon, because I believe it's supposed to get to like 107 today. So, yeah, I'm thinking I'll be inside after (laughs) church. (laughs) Um, Please refer to your announcements in the bulletin that you received when you came in. Um, Join us at Pilgrim Cove Camp in McCall on September 1st through the 4th um, for some relaxation and fellowship. Um, It's $75 for adults and $25 for uh, four-year a uh, four-year-old to 12-year-old, and three um, uh, children that are three and under are free. So please uh, check that out. Uh, registration is available in the FLC and North Northex, and scholarships are also available. Um, the next item is um, we're calling for volunteers for our Here's the Scoop um, ice cream social. Uh, it will be in the FLC on August 13th um, from 1 to 2.30. And we also need volunteers. We're looking for uh, more helping hands in the nursery. So if you are information or need more information on that, please contact uh, Cassie Collins, and her email is um, listed there for you. So please review all of the upcoming events, and um, if you can help out in any way, please let us know. And I believe Dean now has some announcements. Ah, Good morning, church family. Sorry, this is a late report, obviously a reason why. It's been a few few weeks since conference, but I am your conference representative. My name's Dean Cabina, and um, we had a wonderful conference here. So before I present my report, though, I would like to acknowledge all those who helped in any way at the conference. If you helped at the conference in any way, please stand. A load of volunteers. It's just wonderful. We are so blessed. 
A special thank you to Pastor Mike, Lisa Miller, Debbie Jones, Jacob Walker, and the whole staff upstairs doing all the uh, tech stuff. We had an amazing job to do, and they did an amazing job. Um, Hosting the event was a great privilege and honor for our church, something that hasn't been done in over 50 years in a church, but it was also a huge undertaking. So these people who helped, uh, you can't imagine how much of a blessing it was and how nice it was to see people sign up to help. Um, And we received many, many uh, comments on how it went from the laity and the pastors, and they were all wonderful. I never heard a, a negative comment. Conference began with a worship service. Pastor Mike, <clears throat> excuse me, gave an uplifting, energetic welcome, and the conference choir, which was mostly our choir, shared a beautiful music piece. Our new bishop, Cedric Bridgeforth, and he prefers to be called Bishop Cedric. He had, had a sermon, and it came from Luke 10, 30-37, the story of the Good Samaritan. The passage ends with Jesus telling the expert of the law to go and do likewise. These four words became the theme for the weekend and for the coming year for our conference. The plenary sessions at which business of the conference was discussed, and but like budgets and appointments, we learned that there are several new Methodist churches starting up this year in our conference, and that makes me very hopeful. And out of 162 churches in our conference, three chose to disaffiliate with the Methodist church, which I think is a marvelous number. In our district, where all still means all, Racism continues to be the focus. Informative classes about stewardships, <clears throat> excuse me, ministries for all ages, worship planning, and others were offered to the attendees. My favorite part of conference was the question and answer session with Bishop Cedric and the lay leaders. There were over 40 of us, and the bishop was scheduled for a half an hour. He stayed for nearly an hour and a half. He shared his hopes, his dreams for the conference, and I I found that he has a very fun and loving spirit and a passionate heart. At the closing Sunday morning worship service, three ministers were ordained. This is always a very moving ceremony as many people come forward and lay hands on each candidate. With all the changes in our denomination and in our world, I believe that the Methodist Church is still alive and doing well. We continue to make disciples in Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. If you have any questions about conference, please see me afterwards, and I will try and answer them. So thank you for letting me be your lay representative. Thank you, Dean. And Dean, we also, I have one more announcement, but we also have a men's retreat that's coming up in a few weeks, and this is August 4th through 6th in Alturas Lake in Stanley, Idaho. So if there are gentlemen in our congregation that would like to join this group of guys that are going to be going up into God's country for the weekend, please, if it's okay, see Dean, and Dean will help get you connected for that as well.
Thank you. So let us join together um, in our meet and greet and greet one another in Christian love. standing for our affirmation of faith.
You can also find that in your hymnal, page one or page eight eighty. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son who with the Father and Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated. Unless you are a kid in grade five or younger, this is your time. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Good. Do you see what I have here in my hands? Yeah, they're seeds. What does it say? Let love grow. Do you know what kind of seeds are in here? Yes, they are. They are flower seeds that are designed to attract pollinators. You're like, what is a pollinator? Well, I'll just say butterflies, hummingbirds. And if you throw these into the dirt, and you... If you water them, one day they will grow. And then what will you get? You'll get flowers. Well, today our scripture lesson is from the Gospel of Matthew, where Jesus told a story about a gardener that was throwing seeds into soil, and there were different kinds of soil. One of them was a path that was hard. The seeds were thrown down. Birds swooped down, ate up the seeds. There were no seeds left, and no flowers grew. The second... 
The second was on the rocky soil. I'm impressed. You know the story. What happens when it fell on the rocky soil? It immediately started to grow. But it died from the sun. Because there were rocks in the soil, it wasn't able to take root. And it died. And it died. Then there was a third kind of soil. What was that? Do you remember? The third kind of soil had lots of weeds. So the poor plants were trying to grow, but every time they'd start growing, the weeds would just, what would they do? Have you ever had weeds in your garden? You do. Yeah. And those weeds are hard to get out because they, they just kind of take over, don't they? And then there was the last kind of soil. It was dirt. And it was the good soil. And what happened with the good soil? It grew and it created this amazing garden, I imagine. Jesus said that when we hear God's word, there are different responses to it. Some of us are like the hard path, which our hearts are hardened and we're not very receptive. Some of us initially get really excited and we start spreading the word of God with others, but then our faith is shallow and it doesn't grow. Yeah, I like that. And then sometimes there are those of us that we have faith, but then there are things in our world that kind of choke it out and make it hard for it to grow. And then there's the good soil. And those are the people that take time with Jesus, take time with the word, and they study and they pray and they, they grow in their faith over their years. And you can see that in how they live their lives. The fruit of their life is joy and kindness and love and patience and goodness and self-control. Those are all really good seeds to be planted in our lives. So my hope is for you is that you will always be the good soil and that when you get seed packets today, you can take these home and plant them with your families. Should we pray together? Okay, let's pray. Gracious and loving God, thank you for these children and thank you for the moments that we have of joy and celebration to glorify you. Lord, I pray for each of them. May they continue to grow in love and grow in their faith. In your son's Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I think, I think there's Sunday school today. So go on out, enjoy. Dean, I would really like to thank you for introducing this song today because I was going to talk about the annual conference and what the bishop had to say, that each of us is expected, required, because we want to go forth 
and spread the gospel. And this song, called Jesus Saves, that's just exactly what it says. Now, as we go along here, this is my grandson, Brady. And that's our accompanist, Debbie. And so I'll I'll start off singing, and then second verse, he's going to take over. The words will still be printed up here, and you're welcome to sing along if you happen to know the song. And then we'll come back in, and we'll finish it up, and guys, we'll have a great time up here. Okay? Jesus saves. A teacher in Bombay In Africa A fisherman In housewife in L.A. People, just people In every single land Have never known the Savior's love met his healing hand untold millions remain untold people hungry for the bread that feeds the soul multitudes unheard of have yet to go, we must preach, we must make the message clear that Jesus saves, Jesus saves. the fields are widened through harvest, but the land 
might the world will know there is hope in God there is hope I friend untold millions remain untold people hungry for bread that feeds the soul multitudes unheard of have yet to hear we must go we must preach we must make the message clear that Jesus saves Jesus saves we must go message clear that Jesus saves Jesus Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Now, friends, this is the time of our service where we come together in an attitude of prayer. And I'm just curious, what are the prayers of our church family? If you have any prayer requests or concerns, anything that's on your heart this morning that you'd like to share with your neighbor, this is a time in our service for quiet reflection and sharing. And then I will lead us in our pastoral prayer and then the Lord's Prayer. And the words will be on the screen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, thank you for this new day. May we discover joy and rejoice in it, knowing that you are ever present in our lives. Help us to be here now so that we may be aware of your spirit at work in our lives. Lord God, we are your people. Help us to sow seeds of goodness, of peace, and kindness, so that all that we do is rooted in love. And in this love, may we cultivate relationships as we grow in our faith and in community as your disciples. And Lord, today we come together as your people to pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Scripture reading today comes from Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, and verses 18 through 23. That same day, Jesus went out to the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it. Some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up, and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Listen, then, to what the parable of the sorrow means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, The evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. 
The seed falling on rocky grounds refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth chokes the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Thank you. So a few weeks ago, a group of ladies from our church met up at a lavender farm. I think I have a picture to share. That's where we met up. Isn't it beautiful? We met up for a morning out, and we had a great time together. The lavender was absolutely gorgeous. And the fragrance was just absolutely amazing. They even had lavender lemonade and lavender shortbread cookies for us to sample. And it was a wonderful time of fellowship with one another. We brought prayer cards with us. And for those that desired, we were able to take quiet time to reflect and pray as we walked the infinity loop that had been created with lavender plants. While we were there, we were able to cut bundles of lavender for ourselves to create our own little bouquets to take home with us. And mine is still on my dining room table. But there was one detail in particular about our outing that I've reflected on a few times since that day. And it has to do with the history of the farm. You see, in 2006, there were no gardens. There were no flowers. No farm, really. Just a lot of dirt acres and acres of dirt and weeds and rock. And yet the owner of the property didn't just see the dirt and the weeds and the rock. No. She saw possibility She saw potential, and she had a vision for what could be. And so with intention and purpose and a lot of hard work and dedication, she carefully cultivated the soil. She cleared out the rocks so that seeds could take root, She pulled the weeds so that they would not be able to choke out her new little plants as they were growing. And over time, her fields of lavender flourished 
and they grew and became something new and beautiful to share with others. We certainly shared in the fruit of her labor that day. But I also recognize that she's had a community of helpers along the way, helping to cultivate the soil for new and continued growth. And friends, isn't that truth? (laughs) You know, a few weeks ago, when um, I was picking my son up from music camp, he was just talking and marveling about all the self-made successes in our world and how impressive it was that they completely achieved so much on their own. I listened, and maybe I should have just listened. (laughs) But I'm mom, and sometimes I can't help but speak as well. Now, this wasn't to diminish one's hard work, but it was my attempt to be inclusive and to recognize the role of God in our lives and the role of others in our lives as well. So I gently reminded him that we share our successes and achievements as well as our disappointments, our hurts, and our perceived failures with others. And that's the beauty of it. I am because we are. It's about relationship. Relationship with God and others. And I truly believe that none of us got there on our own. Just take a moment for just a moment. Think of all the influential people in our lives All the experiences that have shaped and molded and guided us on our path. Think of all the seeds of possibility that have been planted along the way and those that have carefully cultivated the soil. Those that have helped us remove the rocks, the barriers the stumbling blocks, stumbling blocks, so that our own roots may grow in depth, or the helpers that were there when the stresses and brokenness of life threatened to choke our health and our wholeness, our peace and our joy. Those individuals, the gardeners, if you will, that were there to sow the seeds of possibility and cultivate the soil so that you could grow and flourish. Think of the gardeners in your life. Did you have a teacher? A youth pastor? A friend or a family member that helped plant a few seeds? And as you look at your life today, I just wonder how, how have the seeds grown? 
Do some need a little tending? Now, I do realize that some may not feel that they have gardeners in their life. And this message really doesn't even apply to them. Relationships can be messy, and not all life experiences are rooted in compassion, kindness, and in love. So, especially for those that are struggling today, I do believe there is a message of hope in our scripture passage that Brandy shared. Jesus shared the parable of the sower. A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he scattered the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on the rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Now, I shared this with the children just a few minutes ago. And in this parable, Jesus explained that seeds were the words of God, and the soil represents us. That is different responses to the word of God. Some would hear the word of God and because of their hearts that were hardened, they would not accept it. Others would hear quickly and accept it, but their joy would be short-lived because their faith, you see, their faith didn't take root. Still others would hear the word, but their faith would be choked out by the distractions of the world. Perhaps their own selfish ambition and desires. But then there was the good soil. Those that heard the word of God and their faith took root and grew and flourished to share with others. As you reflect on this parable, I'm curious, which, which soil are you? And friends, I think there's another meaning here as well. And I'm going back to that message of hope. I'm curious, do you hear it? I believe it's in the sower. Think about it for a moment. Why would the sower scatter seed along the path And the rocky places and the shallow soil, why would the sower be so generous and give in abundance, knowing that the conditions were not right for the seeds to sprout, take root, and grow? Didn't the sower know that some soil just isn't worth the effort, the work? Or the time? What do you think? No. And there it is. There lies the message of hope. 
of possibility and imagining what could be. You, need, you see, the, the soil represents us, and all means all. We are all worthy to receive God's word of love and of mercy, even when our hearts are hardened or, the li- or our lives may feel a little rocky or we may feel a little prickly. God continues to sow the seeds of possibility of imagining what could be. I think back to the farmer that we met that day. I mean, she had acres and acres of dirt and weeds and rock. And yet she didn't just see dirt, weeds, and rock. No, She saw possibility, she saw potential, and she had a vision for what could be. I believe it's the same with God. God knows our potential. And here's the truth. In this parable, parable, the soil represents us, but we can also be the sower the message of hope in this world. Think on your life. In all that you do and in your relationships, are you sowing the seeds of love, of joy, of peace? Are you sowing the seeds of kindness and goodness and of faithfulness? Is everything you do everything that we do, rooted in love. Perhaps our call as Christians is is to be the sower, but to go a little further and also be the gardeners to help continually cultivate the soil. That is the relationships in our lives. Friends, I like to think that we are people of hope, of possibility, of realizing what is and imagining what could be if all things were rooted in unconditional love and mercy and compassion and in kindness. Imagine the garden that we could grow. I imagine that it would be like living into the prayer of thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the family of God said, amen. Thank you. And now is the time of our service where we give back. This is a time where we give thanks and give back for the ministries of our church. Today, I'd like to just focus a little bit on our youth ministries since the kids just came back recently from their mission trip. And Nicole will be sharing the message next week. And there'll be an opportunity 
to share of their experiences. It's your giving, it's your sharing, it's your tithes and offerings that make our ministries possible. Thank you. Please join in in our doxology. join, remain standing and join in our prayer of thanksgiving. The words will be on the screen. God of eternity and God of the next moment, we offer our gifts today, having heard your call through Jesus to follow. May our gifts bring us closer to you 
and to the community around us. Amen. Please remain standing if you are willing and able for our closing hymn, Lord, I Want to Be a Christian. This is found in your hymnal um, on page 402, and the words will be on the screen. today, I hope that you received a seed packet. This is a packet full of wildflower seeds that you can take home and plant. So as you go out into your worlds today, my prayer for you is that you will continue to sow those seeds of possibility, of imagining what can be, and realizing the dream that God has for your life. Blessings. Thank you.